0: Welcome everyone, uh, once again. And um, I am happy to uh, welcome, especially all those who are with us around the world. And um, I hope that everyone receives a blessing uh, from the time that uh, we are going to be together. Our subject is because God said so. That's our subject. People ask why, why this, why that? The final answer, the all encompassing, all purpose, perfect answer is because God said so, okay? And that's how the world came about too, to begin with, because God said so. And uh, if he tells us something today, that's enough, because he said so. Now, as a matter of uh, interesting truth, uh, there's always a good reason for what he tells us. And we may not know what that reason is, but uh, but there is always uh, good reasons, many good reasons to do as he tells us. So the... um the post uh, topic is what is a modest Davidian dress today but a deeper uh, conversation a deeper um, uh, point uh, two points that i want to make is we are to be out of conformity with the world that is uh, a point that we have been making to let go of our attachment to the world and to obey uh, god's word instead of the Uh, man's word, and also uh, examination of what is modesty, because some people confuse modesty with embarrassment, and the two is not the same. Let's have a word of prayer before we begin. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that we can gather together on this Sabbath afternoon before you. We thank you that we are able to come to you as uh, a family of, of Davidians who believe that uh, the shepherd's rod message is the final message uh to this world. We pray that uh, we will always be faithful to this, that we will not let ourselves become confused. And we thank you that Uh, you have uh, given us the understanding uh, that um, Brother Hadif is the last prophet, that uh, we may be able to avoid the traps the enemy sets for us at every turn. We pray that uh, you will open our hearts and minds uh, today that the things that we hear Uh, will be a blessing to us and that we, in turn, may be able to relate these things to others uh, and be a blessing to them. We pray that you'll be with those who are sick, those who are recovering from the ravages of the coronavirus or any other illness, that you will watch over these brethren in a special way. And we also pray in a special way Uh, for Brother Lemke and Sister Lemke, that if it is your will that you will strengthen him one more time and that he may uh, uh, regain his health and enough to come home. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Brother and Sister Lemke are one of our oldest uh, Davidian uh, couples from uh, Mount Carmel times, late Mount Carmel times. And um, uh, we, uh, uh, we all know uh, them, of course, uh, all the Bashan brethren, uh, headquarters brethren, we know them well. And uh, keep them in your prayers uh, if uh, it wasn't already mentioned, uh, yeah, remember them. They have done much for the Lord and the Lord has blessed them too. Now, as followers of Christ, we have certain commands, certain um, principles that we live our life by. And uh, in 2TG 10, uh, 26, uh, we uh, read this, that the followers of Christ should be a godly people, not adopting the unholy maxims, nor conforming to the unrighteous ways of the world and conforming to the world is going to be the undercurrent that we come back to, brethren. This is the the really uh, a big problem. To the unrighteous ways of the world, not loving its sinful pleasures or countenancing its follies. And it is uh, follies, the, the things that the world is, are advancing that the believer should recognize his body as the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is a profound doctrine with many implications. We know this, and we know that how this affects us in health reform, but it affects us in all of our life. The believer uh, should recognize his body as the temple of the Holy Spirit, and that therefore he should clothe that body in neat Modest, dignified apparel. And later on, Brother Hadif is going to make the case that we should be dressed as the angels in a modest way. And so as the, as the temple of the Holy Spirit, um, there are certain requirements, certain things that are uh, becoming uh, for the temple and there are certain things that are not. And so when we ask why, 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 uh, that there is answers to this, we can go beyond because God said so, but we don't actually need to brethren uh, for our own self. If we have faith, we will accept these things um, as they stand. Now there's a deeper level to that, we need to be able to also teach these things effectively. So we should understand the reasons behind this, some of the reasons. And one of the reasons for our dress standard is that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And there's much to, to be said about that, okay? We have a duty to keep the temple of the Holy Spirit in a healthy becoming condition. And that goes for all of us, not the least myself. We all have this responsibility. So modesty, what is it? What does it mean to keep the temple, uh, to, uh, to um, be modest uh, in our dress? When we have a word to define, it's common practice to go to the dictionary. Brother Hadith did it, but he did it under inspiration. We need to go to Brother Hadif and Sister White to get the real definition. Whenever possible, which is almost always possible, get the inspired definitions of your words. Don't get the common definition. You can get any definition you want, in some ways, from a worldly du- dictionary. Doesn't matter. So we want to know, modesty, what is it? And in um, Gospel Workers, um, uh, page 202, um, Sister Wright says, Young men who now engage in the work of preaching the truth should cultivate modesty and humility. They should be careful how that how they become exalted, lest they be overthrown. So modesty is a mindset, it's a way of thinking, and it covers many things. And it is not being lifted up in our minds, not uh, display uh, displaying ourselves. We can display our talents and intelligence. We can display uh, our strength, our body, with many different things we can display. But uh, we are not to do that. And that's what modesty is. And it can be in our dress too, as a people who are preparing for soon, for the soon return of Christ, We should give the world an example of modest dress in contrast with the prevailing fashion of the day. Talk these things over and plan wisely what you will do. Then carry out your plans in in your families. Determine to be guided by higher principles than the notions and desires of your children or yourself. So, we are, as a people, we uh, who are preparing for the soon return of Christ. We are to give the world an example of modest dress. Now, this contrast is getting wider and wider, and the world is going to more extremes, more farther and farther degenerating. And there's a tendency for Davidians to degenerate with the world, brethren. And let's be honest about it there is and that beca- is because we are in conformity with the world we have not broken away from the bonds of the world the world still determines uh what we think what we want our plans our desires we're still under the control of the world now modesty can be uh, e- uh, uh, seen even in the way we build things and um Sister White says, in the work that is done on the buildings, no money is to be extended for display. This is a really important principle that we need to remember. Uh, wherever we are, we're building right now in different places. We need to remember that the buildings need to be modest, unadorned, nothing put on display for display pr- uh, alone. So that is... Um, the thought there about uh, modesty and display, whether it's in, ourself, in our self, uh, uh, in our buildings, in our way of, in our mind, in the way that we are, if we are very um, proud and lifted up, uh, we, we, put our, um, we put those things on display, whatever it is. Modesty uh, in all things is the rule. Now, fashion is always coming at us. We, um, we can avoid all those things by avoiding uh, connection with the world, by the way. And, and we do need to have a lot less um, knowledge of what is going on in the world. But for now, there's much, many of us have a pretty good understanding of what's going on in the fashion world, and that's a mistake. But the Word of God gives us no sanction to make changes in our apparel merely for the sake of fashion, that we may appear like the world. When the desire for display in dress absorbs the mind, vanity is manifest. Manifested. All this must be put away. And uh, the classic understanding of modesty is. Uh, uh, putting our body on display, which is true. That is a, a lack of modesty. Put no flesh on display by the of uh, instructs us to TG 3818, that's a principle. So these are the things that, um, that um, make up uh, modest uh, behavior and uh, the contrary uh, to these things are what make up immodest um, display. Now, modesty is not the same as embarrassment, shame. And a lot of people think so. They, th- they feel like um, uh, there's a tendency for people to be embarrassed. Uh, if you're used to dressing in a certain way, and um, uh, you um, it's like, oh, I would be very embarrassed if I were not uh, uh, covered up in my usual way. Uh, And we're not saying to uncover. What we're saying is modesty, being, having a modest mindset is not the same as being embarrassed, as being ashamed. And it's something to understand. It's an important principle. Conformity to the world is a sin which is sapping the spirituality of our people and seriously interfering with their usefulness. It is idle to proclaim the warning message to the world while we deny it in the transactions of everyday life. There's a decided unwillingness with some to endure the cross and despise the shame. Some will be laughed out of their uh, principles. Conformity to the world is gaining ground among God's people who profess to be pilgrims and strangers, waiting and watching for the Lord's appearing. There are many among profess Sabbath keepers who are more firmly wedded to worldly fashions and lusts than they are to healthy bodies, sound minds, or sanctified uh, hearts. And this is because uh, they are in conformity to the world. Conformity to the world in harmony with Christ cannot be maintained. We cannot serve two masters here. We either we're going to serve the Lord, or we're going to be in conformity to the world, and go that way. We have uh, it is impossible to do both. Worldly maxims and worldly practices sap spirituality from the heart, from heart and life. Conformity to the world means resemblance to the world in meeting the world's standard. No man can serve the world and Jesus Christ at the same time. There is an irreconcilable antagonism between Christ and the world. And I think that this is a thought that we do need to uh, spend much more time uh, understanding and, and imbibing into our life as Davidians. Too many Davidians are trying to succeed in the world, follow the world, uh, even it, into the uh, to the fashions of the world. And we cannot be in conformity to the world and be part of the vanguard. It, th- it will not happen. We will choose one way or the other and, and if we, uh, if we are choosing the world right now, uh, we should not uh, comfort ourselves and say, At the right time, uh, I will will choose the right way. Uh, And um, because many times uh, we're taken suddenly in the way and uh, we don't get that chance. We don't get that chance to make that change because God knows that we were willfully going to try to um, get the most out of the world and slip in at the last minute. Can't be done. and He doesn't allow it. Now we're dealing with um, women's dress uh, to a certain extent, though uh, much uh, w- had, must be said about men's uh, ad- dress standards too. But one of the reasons why that is that the women's standard has been of uh, dress has been the what, the area that where the greatest degradation has occurred. Okay. There's been a tremendous deliberate movement in women's dress. And um, 200 years ago, even maybe less, 150 years ago and even less, um, putting makeup on your face and so on was considered to be uh, lipstick and so on. That was like, whoa, that's, that's just very bad behavior there. It was not done by decent people, decent women. Well, all those things have long gone out. We have step-by-step as a society succumbed to the enemy's um, allurements and temptations when it comes to women's clothing and, and, and demeanor and behavior. Uh, so this is the area where Satan has had the greatest success and made the greatest uh, strides in tearing down the standards that the Lord would have us follow. It's not that there's not problems with men, too. There are. But I just want to uh, make, make it clear that it is a known thing. It is understood today that women's dress standards and, um, and grooming standards and so on have been, um, manipulated, uh, uh, deliberately and, um, in a way that is harmful to women themselves. And there are many people in the world who will make this uh, point. They, they put these thoughts forward. Of course, you don't hear about them because mostly you, uh, the, the uh, enemy is in charge and you're going to see uh, more degenerate behavior, not less. Do not allow your children nor yourself on the streets candidly clothed or without stockings except when barefoot, footed dress sleeve should be below the elbow, while the length of the skirt is to be regulated by dividing in two the number of inches from the bend of the knee to the floor. In other words, if your limb from the knee to the floor measures 20 inches, your skirt should, be, uh, should not be higher than 10 inches from the floor. One code 15, uh, page one. Now, assuming that uh, that is the height, uh, they are of an average person, 20 inches from the uh, of a knee to the floor. This gives us an objective standard to uh, use, and uh, those uh, sisters who would like to take a a, a a ruler and go around and check everyone, it gives you, <laughs> you know I'm being facetious, um, it is. Uh, it gives us a, a an objective ten inches for average height person. Okay. Now, what, how how accurate that is for us today, and, and individually, people who are taller, shorter, and so on, it's not clear to me. But, and I'm not about to go around and do any research on it either. But, um, but my point is this. Um, mm-hmm. If we assume that this is speaking of an average person and we are of average height, 10 inches is the number that Brother Hadif is giving here. And because people are higher, uh, taller and shorter and because of many other factors, uh, I don't see a problem uh, with uh, variations on either side of that number, but it gives us a number anyway, okay? So keep that in mind, and uh, for your individually, uh, uh, for our own individual information, ten inches from the floor. I was shown that the people of God should not imitate the fashions of the world. Some have done this and are fast losing the peculiar holy character which should distinguish them as God's people. I was pointed back to God's ancient people, who and was led to compare their apparel with the moderate, the mode of dress in these last days. What a difference, what a change. The inhabitants of the earth are growing more and more corrupt, and the line of distinction between them and the, and the Israel of God must be more plain, or the curse which falls upon the world, worldlings, will fall on God's professed people. Now... Um, we are fast losing the peculiar holy character which should distinguish us. Now, peculiar in this sense is used in an archaic form, uh, uh, King James form. It is the special uh, God's special people. His this is His peculiar possession. His his own possession. Okay, belongs to Him. Not someone else, and uh, and we, we we do need to understand what peculiar means because peculiar doesn't mean just um, looking strange. That's not what it means, and it's not what is supposed to be the pra- the effect of this. We are not supposed to go around looking strange, uh, in uh, in that sense of the uh, um, the usage of peculiar. But when we Throw out this whole thing, this whole subject. We do lose the holy character that should disti- distinguish us as God's people, and we too individually will um, will come under the uh, the curse. Uh, will come under the uh, the judgment that we know is approaching. Now, the reason that God has given us this. Uh, special mode of, of, um, dress cannot be summed up just by saying one reason. Okay. He does want us to be, um, uh, uh, to be, um, to be modest in apparel, to modest, uh, to have be modest in the way we dress. Okay. That is one thing, but there's another reason for why he has done this. And that is to uh, uh, make a, a line of demarcation between us and the world. And that's not to keep us in, uh especially. That is to keep people out. They keep us separated from the world. Uh, there are people who, if the way was level and flat and easy, they would come, but they're not wholly converted. They're not sincere. They are not willing to pay a price. And so the Lord has made a number of things like this surrounding us. And uh, in order to to uh, come into the message fully, to be a Davidian, you, uh, it requires a certain amount of commitment, surrender, determination. And those people who are not wholly committed, many of them are going to be kept out. And that is part of the purpose, to keep that flood of tears out. Not saying that they're not tears who cross that barrier, but that is one reason. And stop and think about it. If there if that is the reason for the barrier, people who are not willing to dress and accept the standards of um of uh, the message are showing who they are at this moment. Hopefully they will. Uh, come across all the way, but they're showing who they are. And we want to be careful because uh, we've talked about how uh, our behavior, our words, and now our dress, is they all give information about who we are, okay? We we have this sign that we carry with us in many ways, and we can't, um, we aren't to just judge people and say, you are going to be lost you are going to be saved you're lost we can't do that but we judge ourselves and we ha- with our saying that we hang on ourselves like that is i am this i am that and uh, with the uh, grace of god whoever we are today hopefully we'll be we can make those changes that are required but that we still speak loudly and clearly who we are by how we behave, how we dress, how we interact with each other. All of it is clear information of who we are and what our level of spirituality is at this moment. Now, I'm saying all that because I want us to give the right um, information out. I want us to be aware of what we are doing when we're not doing the right thing and change that. Okay, let's make sure that the message that our parents is sending is the right message and the message that everything else in our life is the right message too. So this is uh, from track four, page 43. Aiken's illicit pos- possession of the goodly Babylonish garment is typified, um, typified that class of um, of church member members who covet the worldly styles and fashions in vogue now when Israel of today is about to enter the promised land and the price he paid, they shall pay. We don't get a free pass on any of these things that the Lord has told us to do. It it's not that big a thing, whether it's 10 inches or eight inches or 12 inches, brethren, it's not. I personally, uh, uh, I'm not very much wrapped up in that kind of thing. But what we need to be wrapped up in is obedience to the Lord because he said, okay, that's why we care. And he said for a good reason too. He He is doing these things for our blessing, for our own good, for the good of the work, to help separate uh, the wheat uh, from um the world, get us torn out of the grip and the conformity to the world that we're in. So if we covet the worldly styles and fashions, um, that is bad. It, it's not just a matter of of how we are dressing, but it's in our heart too. Okay? The standard is going to be higher and higher and the way narrower and more narrow. It's not just what we appear to be, but what is actually in our heart. Did we covet that? Are we wishing, are we longing for, wish we could dress in a different way? Well, brethren, we are coveting the Babylonish garment. Moreover, if you sisters do not dress in harmony, why are we pointing out sisters again? Because the enemy has done special wickedness to you sisters worldwide. Okay, that's why. Moreover, if you sisters do not dress in harmony with the Lord's will, in harmony with his advanced truth, even the world, if, if it knows anything of your profession, will not think much of you. This is a very um, important piece of wisdom that Brother Hadif is putting forth here. And it's absolutely correct, especially today. Listen to what he's saying. They are looking for hypocrites anyway. They are, they want to see every Christian who is a hypocrite in their eye, everyone. They're out to attack. And if you are not faithful to your religion, you will in their eyes appear to be the best of hypocrites. And they're happy about that, to criticize this, even if it's not to our face. 1TG6, uh, page 30. Now, we said that the women have been abused uh, worldwide. The standard for women, it is true, brethren, is known. I'm going to go through a few things here just to show you a different way of looking at this. You think it's just the old fuddy-duddies like Brother Hauduf and so on? No, okay? Everything the Lord tells us is absolutely dead on. And this is an article by a business woman uh talking about the makeup tax women who wear makeup earn more and are treated better okay that's a fact the research has shown that many times but women know that too okay we've gone over some of these things before Um, they make people a little uncomfortable when we do this and i'm not going to go over all of those things right now but Women are made into objects, okay, by our society. And here's a a, a, a some magazine called Fashionista, <laughs> Fashionista, and um, and somebody called Norma Kamala uh, admits that uh, fashion objectifies women, but she wants to put an end to it, to all that. Okay, well, uh, I, I'm happy for uh, Norma Kamala that she wants to put an end to it, but if not, she doesn't have the answer, okay? They're going to continue with the behavior that they're doing. So the objectification of women by the fashion industry, it's a big problem. And a lot of women are totally helpless. They don't know, they don't don't understand, and they don't care because they've been conditioned to be objectified it's not right. It's not, um, I saw, I didn't keep this, but I saw some little pop-up thing the other day, uh, what to wear to stay, um, comfortable in air conditioning. And it's showing a business lady with a, um, uh, some kind of a uh, business coat, you know, like a uh, business coat or whatever, but you know why? Because underneath that coat is practically nothing okay and it gets real chilly in the buildings the men have the thing down for their suits and so on the temperature down for their suits and so uh that that is uh the uh, the, the men get to say what is the, the rules in our society and and women just have to kind of like uh, uh uh somehow get themselves together a little bit to be warm in the summer Okay, that's the kind of wickedness that goes on in our society because they are uh, normally don't dress uh, um, uh, sufficiently to stay warm in the air conditioning. Brother Hadith says in 1TG 6131, what would you think if the angels came down on the streets dressed like these daughters of Zion? Would you think they were angels or would you think they were devils? Would you think that heaven is a good place to live in? Honestly now, just what would you think? Would you give them the respect they deserve? No, I am sure you would not. So we have people who are dressing in a way that would not, uh, would scandalize the angels. Uh, It would um, scandalize anyone watching them who understood uh the the God's standards and and we have uh people who are not only in the world, but we have Davidians who see no problem with this. Then why not dress as would the angels dress if they were in your place? If the angels should appear not not should now appear, they would not be ashamed to be seen, but many a woman would be ashamed to be seen by the angels. Truth is truth. Sense is sense. Let us have them both. So Brother Hariff is saying, are you, um, brethren, are you comfortable um, being um, the way you dress? Are you comfortable having the angels see you? Now, this is another article in another place, The Sexual Objectification of Women in the Fashion Media a contemporary cultural perspective. Okay, so I'm not going into further uh, 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 to the article, but the point is, is the world knows these things. If the world knows these things, shouldn't we know these things too? And be, be doing what the Lord has asked us to do, to dress in a, a modest uh, becoming way? The real cost of not wearing makeup at the office. So this is a place called Fast Company, uh, a lot of uh, up and coming business, uh, I guess women. And um, this woman says, I find it important to look professional and as much as I'd like to opt out of society standards of what that looks like for women, I know that doing so can cost me in a literal sense. A 2016 study by sociologist Jaselyn S. Wong and Andrew M. Penner found that attractive individuals out-earned their peers by about 20%. How did they determine attractive individuals? How else would you do that by just asking people? You show them a bunch of pictures, they don't know who is who, and they rate the pictures. It's It's a genuine research, brethren, uh, dressing for success, makeup, a uh, 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 plaster makeup on your face, in a, in, a, in in the way that is uh, acceptable uh, currently, uh, and you too can earn twenty percent more, more or less. And and that's the the enemy does use all sorts of 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 tactics to persuade people. Um, there's more to it than this. Uh, There's lots of studies about who is, uh, who will, um, you you know, in our society, there are more women than men. Okay, that's just a fact, Uh, except in China where they reverse that. (laughs) But, um, so uh, who is going to get a man and who is not? Well, there's lots of research on that showing, uh, 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 the, Effective makeup, clothing, and so on, on attractiveness uh, to men. That is part of the abuse of women in our society. We don't treat women equally. They're not treated uh, in a respectful way. They are treated as objects, and we are not making that up. There's a lot, a lot of research on that. A lot is known, and a lot is hidden too because The enemy wants to continue to go the way they go. Uh, He has used women, of course, uh, uh, degrade women and use them to degrade men. Uh, And uh, that is not to say that men can't be degraded on their own, Uh, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is it's all part of the enemy's plans. Now, what about here in the country? Can we just dress however we want here in the country? Some think that the dresses adopted by those who reside at Mount Carmel are too long for us who live in the city, are they? Answer, if a short dress does not constitute modest apparel for a Christian woman in an isolated place such as Mount Carmel, then it would be even more disgraceful in the city. Any woman anywhere will look better in a neat, modest, dress, uh, sorry, in a neat dress of modest length and good taste, then she will in a short and modest dress. She will thus be, she will thus commend herself to the intelligent. And above every other consideration, she will be a power for good rather than evil, for evil. To begin with, the fashion creators started foolish women wearing short dresses and the worldly majority willy-nilly patterned after them. If the stylist should now put the same models in longer neat and modest dresses, the multitude of Christian women would unhesitatingly fall in step. And we've seen that as the uh, skirt lengths go up and down. Don't follow that. We have a standard of our own. Ignore the world. Now, when we have our standard, we um, our standard is uh, not to be just implemented in a drab, humdrum way. Uh, and it's not to be implemented in a specially eye-catching way either. But becoming is uh, something that is attractive but is not um, eye-catching. It is not, um, uh, it doesn't draw special attention uh, to the wearer. And the most important thing about uh, the clothing, really, in the end of the day, is the person inside the clothing. How do you conduct yourself? How do you can carry yourself? Okay, do you carry yourself with confidence, uh, and um, do you carry yourself with uh, any modest but confident and, uh, way, uh, or are you kind of hunched over and um, ashamed to be seen, or whatever? Uh, so uh, it, remember that um, you can put, uh, you can take clothing. Um, I, we did this in one study. We took a dress. Uh, we took a person who was wearing a dress. Uh, this was um, Galbraith, uh, uh, Mrs. Galbraith, the f- famous um, time motion um, psychologist, um, scientist. And um, this is a long time ago. Uh, about a hundred years ago, but she was wearing what would today, what we would think would be a long grandma dress right now. But you know what? she wore it in such a way with pizzazz and, and, and um, the confidence and so on, that she looked good. And that's how we need to be. That's how all of us, uh, whatever whoever we are, are, male or female. So regardless of what the fashion creators do next. It should not matter to us. We should march to the beat of our own fashion drum. We have our own standard. We are Davidians. We are the vanguard. This is the final uh, message. We are the we are the instrument that the Lord is going to use to wrap up the work. We need to. We don't want to be high and lifted up, haughty and proud. That's not what it is, but we do need to be in, uh, confident in the Lord, and uh, we need to have um, a, a decent, um, becoming clothing that neither repels people or specially attracts a crowd around us. That is the standard. And it it is um it it needs to be independent. Our standard needs to be completely independent. Of whatever's going on in the fashion world today at this very moment. Don't try to be fashionable for the moment. Try to be uh, fashionable for all time. Okay? Try to be a a dress becoming in the greater uh, uh, overall uh, uh, picture. Uh, What happens to be uh, the uh, dress to die for today? This week is of no concern to us. Now, um, I want to talk about, as I mentioned earlier, about shame and embarrassment uh, and how they relate to modesty. Uh, and this is actually uh, the part of the study that I was most, um, in some ways, most cons- interested in putting out. The ideas of, uh, sorry, the eyes of uh, Adam and Eve were indeed opened uh, when they uh, had sinned uh, after they had eaten the, the, the forbidden fruit. Um, but to what? To see their own shame and ruin, to realize that the garments of heavenly light, which had been their protection, were no longer around them as their safeguard. Their eyes were open to see the nakedness was that was the fruit of transgression. As they heard God in the garden, they hid themselves from him, for they anticipated that which till their fall they had not known, the condemnation of God. And that is what, um, shame and embarrassment is, is disobedience to God. Um, it is, uh, Modesty is not connected with that. Modesty is is a being obedient to God, and not putting ourselves on display. Whether it's our our mind, our education, our car, our bank account, our body, or whatever, we don't put it on display. But um, we are we are told that that the, the nakedness that they were embarrassed about, that they were ashamed about. Was the fruit of transgression. It was disobedience. Sin is the only nakedness, the only degradation, the only dishonor that we can know. This is a very important statement. It is the only thing that will make us afraid to meet God. After transgressing God's commands, man was excluded from the tree of life, for by eating of it, he would only prolong a life of sin. But Christ is promised. To him that overcometh will I give to eat the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So the shame and the embarrassment uh, of the nakedness was uh, the degradation and dishonor of Disobedience, it comes from disobedience of the Lord. Um, do not teach, uh, do not connect shame and uh, modesty except under under terms of disobedience. Now, if we disobey, that is shameful, that is embarrassing. But otherwise, uh, we need to understand uh, that there is a difference. And I'm saying this because even people in the world uh, make a mistake and they think that they are to be modest in their dress or their whatever passes for modest with them um, because um, they would be embarrassed uh, to, um, uh, to be exposed otherwise. But it is no uh, embarrassment if we, uh, unless we are disobeying God. When we disobey, when we are sinful uh, and we, uh, we dishonor God, yes, that is shame and uh, embarrassment. So um, I wanted to make that point and I probably will have to come back to that uh, in the future to clarify the, what I'm saying, but I hope that you get a, understanding, uh, a little understanding of what Sister White just said there, okay? And uh, to summarize, um, Hadith gives us a general principle here, okay? He gives us a couple of general principles. In uh, 1TG 628, this catalog of ornaments takes in everything imaginable, everything useless one may put on display. So the catalog of things that are uh, ornaments that we are not to uh, put on is every, Thing that is useless, that is put on just for display, okay? So next time you're dressing and you're thinking about, um, you, uh, you remember this, uh, r- take an inventory. If something has a reason, a, a need, a purpose, good. If it's just for display, um, I see people wearing scarves, like swirl around, okay? <laughs> Brethren, if they don't have a purpose, it's for display, Uh, The sum of the whole matter, he says, in a nutshell, is this, that we adorn ourselves with nothing for pride or display, but for respect and modesty. We need to be respectable people, uh, people that uh, are are substantial. Uh, Who are you going to listen to? Someone who is like a flighty person dressed in a lady, lady, latest uh, fashion foolishness, or someone who is dressed in a sober, respectable way. They are going to listen to us more when we dress in a sober, respectable way, okay? And, and that is something to, to, to remember, nothing for pride or display. And to the world, that is diametrical um, incoherent thinking. Uh, it's diametrical opposite to what the, to what the, they uh, believe. Why? Of course, I'm dressing for pride and display. What do you think? Okay, all my earrings and uh, this, that, and everything. Of course, it's for display, and uh, and that's what they have, and that's what they're living for, and they don't have better than that. But we do. We know better. We are living for a higher purpose. We don't need to be influenced by them. We need to be influencing them. That's the difference. Okay, and this is my last closing thought. Do you suppose that we can convert the heathen to Christ's high and exalted way of living when we dress no better than they, especially when they know that our dress is not in harmony with our own profession? So far, It looks as though the heathen are heathenizing the church rather than the church Christianizing them. This is the great criticism of the church today, the overall Christian church and Adventists in particular and brethren, us in very particular. Yes, we are being heathenized and um, uh, we need to uh, stop, we need to uh, reverse, We need to be um, leading from the front, being the good influence, the good example. And we do that with uh, confidence. Uh, You cannot lead if you are unconfident of yourself. You have to be happy. You have to be satisfied with what the Lord has given us. Um, We cannot be... Uh, feeble and and frail and like, hmm, I have to put this stuff on and I'd rather not, and I would rather dress some other way. Well, we're not going to impress anyone with our standards when we behave like that. So remember, uh, we are dressing the way we dress because uh, first of all, it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And second, because God uh, has given us these standards. Uh, to be a blessing to the world, and so for many different reasons, many good reasons. Uh, let the let the world go, forget the world, for, uh, come out of conformity to the world. We don't care what the world does. We don't care what they say. Now that doesn't mean we just put a bag over our, our, ourselves and and walk around, but um we do dress becomingly and so on because we have our, our dress needs to say some cer- certain a certain message give a certain message and uh, we all know that so the message has uh, uh lined out a middle pathway for us as always one that is not uh, uh in the world or in fanaticism and uh, we need to follow that uh pathway uh we need to follow it with a certain amount of pizzazz. Pizzazz is not style, it is the difference between uh something that fits well and that looks becoming and something that's just draped over you. Okay? And and we just kind of uh uh stumble around. So let us be um have uh, uh, let's be proud of our dress standards. Let's be accepting of our dress standards and let's be in your face about it too, in a Christ-like way. Yes, that is how I dress. That's how we dress and we're happy about it. And we want to explain to you why you need to dress like that too. <laughs> okay, so that is our standard. And brethren, I have a lot to say about men too, <laughs> uh, but um, uh, but uh, we um, are, are going to um, hold it there. Uh, but but we do have a standard for men, and remember this: the, the um, men have not been objectified by society to the degree women have. They're trying to fix that now. The enemy is trying to fix that. Okay, he will work on it. And there's a lot to be said that, that it hasn't uh, kind of infiltrated in all the way to us. But there's a lot of craziness going out th- on out there. But Right now, I wanted to make this plain, uh, why we do what we do, and, um, and how, what our attitude should be about it too, okay? So that, that's the thought for today. Thank you, brethren. God bless you. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association. You can find us online at www.basianhill.org and you can call us at 417-835-2162.